Hey guys, John from High Jiu Jitsu here. Thanks for tuning into the episode. This is a conversation I had with Phil and Roger when they came up from Melbourne. Last year, I believe it was in October or November, it was after a grading and a seminar that we did. It was a beautiful chat that we had. We spoke about some very interesting ideas and concepts. It starts off with the topic, study the science of Jiu Jitsu. And that's a blog post that you can find on the High Jiu Jitsu webpage. Um, and it just ventures into some other very interesting ideas and just understanding the, the impact that jiu-jitsu has had on our lives and the benefits that come with doing it. I had a great time having this chat. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Uh, so again, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully we have some more episodes for you guys in the near future. We've been doing around one a month um, and hopefully with some extra work we can come at you a little bit more frequently and consistently that's the aim anyway so one more time thank you and hope you enjoy cheers Woos. this is the higher jiu-jitsu podcast where everyday people build quality of life with gracie jiu-jitsu so we got phil over here we got mr roger uh, we just come back from the seminar that we had a high jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. awesome day. It was a good day. Uh, and we're here to talk about, we want to talk about a, a particular theme, study the science of jiu-jitsu. So that was something that, something today, Phil, in the past few days that we've, uh, you've been with us, yep. I've just seen that the things that I've been practicing and I've, I've learned this whole new system of training and of doing jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. And then you come in and the same techniques that I've been working that have been doing well and I've been working and they're like, they're effective and then they kind of start to get stocked a little bit and then there's, you're looking for more answers and then you come in and you give that other little detail, mm. you know? And like today, for example, in the triangle, that was mad because in the, tri- uh, these headphones, in the triangle, um, what you did was you moved the, the knee and you started using like the heel and the knee movement with the hip. Yes. And you started, that's opened my head up too because you've always got these movements, you've got these movements, mm-hmm. but these are just just as important, which is just like the, the twisting the movements twisting with your feet. And then thinking about how that is used like through your torso, that'd be like mm-hmm. awesome just to think about how hip works with the rest of the foot. So now I have like something else completely to work into. Yeah. When you, if the biggest thing about, you know, when you're talking about the science of jiu-jitsu is understanding that, um, the, understanding the anatomy, understanding how your body, the mechanics of the human body. So when you look at your leg, there's three, three, you know, joints, three big joints of the leg, the ankle, the knee, and the hip. The hip is round, works like your shoulder. So your hip can turn. And it's the turning movements that give us the dynamic movements from the guard. So anytime I'm clamping, I'm using my knees. I'm using my hips to pinch. But then if I'm just squeezing with my hips in one direction, I lose the rotation, which is the big power of the hip, which enables you to change position. So, yeah, that's something that when people hang on to your feet, you need to put, put your body at an angle with it. You can incorporate your, your quadriceps to flick out, your hamstrings to pull in with their grips are going to be insignificant. But if you're fighting with your adductors and your and, and sort of your weak little muscles of the groin, you're going to lose to a hand. Mm-hmm. A leg can lose to a, a, to an arm. 
when you turn and make the angles correct, and now that hand has to be the hamstring or a quad, it's a totally different story. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't matter whose hand it is and whose leg, if the movement is correct. You know, a small person will overpower the arm of someone much, much larger than themselves. Mm -hmm. you know, well, that's the leverage. That's what the leverage is, you know. Uh -huh. Exactly. That's the point of using the, the leverage correctly. So if you don't know how to create the leverage out of your own body, you're going to have an extremely difficult time trying to apply any leverage to somebody else. So if you can't maximize the leverage out of yourself and getting yourself to the correct angles to apply to apply your weight and your mechanics to someone else is impossible. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. So you have to understand without overpowering them, without you know muscling them down, just yeah. by superior positioning. And that all comes from understanding when and where I'm I'm powerful and where I'm not. Yeah. There's no shortcut. We try as teachers to 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 cut the distance. And I believe jiu-jitsu from the time I started to today has progressed, you know, exponentially. You know, 20, 20 years ago, there was not a lot of instructors that had, you know, clarity in their in their training. They knew exactly what they were doing. There wasn't really many masters of jiu-jitsu. There was a lot of black belts 20 years ago. But there was a lot of black belts that were black belts on sheer ability and um, not necessarily on understanding. So what the, the understanding is where you're able to cut people's time down. Mm -hmm. And what I believe has happened now is there's so many good instructors with good understanding of what they're doing, systemized understanding of what they're doing. The levels are better than ever. Like the guys that come through now at Blue Belt are better Blue Belts than I ever was. You know, they're ridiculously good early on. Mm -hmm. Purple Belts the same, Brown Belts the same, and the, and the Black Belts are coming up faster than ever before with a better quality. And this is due to the instruction they're receiving. Their instruction, the instruction is getting better and better. You know, there's more and more people doing the art, more and more people contributing to the art. And there's more people that are operating at a high level of understanding than ever before. So they're able to cut down the time required, you know. And yeah. getting people coming up much faster, much better. And the, the beautiful thing about that is, like, this podcast, but everything that we do is geared towards everyday people building quality of life with yeah. basic jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. And if you can start to study this stuff and, and look into the leverage of that, mm -hmm. and if that, if the study of the leverage gets deeper and deeper, then that means that people weaker, they get more effective against the bigger, stronger guys too. And that makes jiu-jitsu better. And that, that equips people to, to learn jiu-jitsu because they're, getting more effective at it. And that's when you study the technique. What starts to happen, and I've been training jiu-jitsu for 20 years, the lessons of jiu-jitsu, if you apply them only to the mat, those two hours or three hours a week that you're going to train, four hours, five hours a week, five hours out of your week, how many hours in a week? Too many hours in a week. Many hours, yeah. yeah. And then you've got five hours that you were at gi. So if, if you spend 12 years, five hours a week, learning this stuff and the only place you can apply it is when you've got that gear on uh, it's unfortunately a waste of time and talent mm -hmm. the biggest lessons of jiu-jitsu come from the, the the theory behind it understanding that waiting for your time to move negotiating situations rather than forcing your way through these lessons apply to life in every way and, then, and when you start to take them off the mat and understand your role in the world because the, the problem with with fighting, is it puts you first. You're first in every way. You have to come first. You have to win. Mm -hmm. You can't lose. 
it's, it's very black and white. And unfortunately, it doesn't work that way when you translate this ethos into the world. When you take an aggressive attitude into the world, you're not going to win. You're going you're gonna to come up short at some point. You can be aggressive and bully a lot of people in the world, mm-hmm. but you're going to come up against some people that are not going to be bullied. You're going to end up in prison. You're going to end up somewhere bad. Or you're going to do something bad, and then you're going to end up in problem. So that, that I must win attitude, I can see and understand completely where it comes from, from an athletic pursuit and endeavor. Mm-hmm. But the problem with when you, when you study the martial art, and you only pursue the athletic side, the only pursue the, the competition side, mm-hmm. you lose the balance, that the humbleness of the martial art. You're supposed to under, be more understanding. Jiu-Jitsu, if, if you don't make a mistake, I should not really be able to get you. It's a self-defense art. So if you make if you make no attack on me, Jiu-Jitsu doesn't doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. In theory, this is the theory behind the art, and this is how it, this is how you apply it to the world. So I cannot. I cannot be expected to overpower someone that's 100 kilos bigger than me, 50 kilos bigger than me, mm-hmm. twice my size, twice my strength, bigger, younger, stronger. How am I going to beat this guy head on? There's no way. I have to be able to negotiate the situation and get something on my terms. In a negotiation, this is what Jiu-Jitsu teaches you to do. You don't overpower. You don't smash through head first. Mm-hmm. You find a way through that involves maybe some slipping and some creaking and some sliding, but it's easy. This is the way we're looking for. We're looking for the most efficient path, not just a way. Mm-hmm. We're looking for the best way. And that constant pursuit of excellence is going to trickle into the rest of your life. You know, I've lost a lot of weight doing jiu-jitsu. And it's not because I watched my diet and I don't followed any specific diet. It's because of my love for jiu-jitsu and my understanding that I cannot expect my body to be able to perform properly if I'm pouring shit down my throat, if I'm eating poorly, if I'm sleeping poorly. So all of a sudden, if I'm overeating, if I'm eating meals that are humongous, you know, I started to think about, you know, eating better to help fuel my body better, to help keep my brain clearer. And this all came from a lot of, I quit smoking because mm-hmm. of jiu-jitsu. It all happened, it all happened to coincide with the time my first child was born, but it, it wasn't my kid that made me quit smoking. It was, oh, right. it was jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. It was because I loved an art. I was almost 30 years old. I loved an art that w- required me to have a lung capacity. It sucks having no lungs in jiu-jitsu. And the cigarettes were holding my lungs like a handcuff, mm-hmm. like I had only half my lungs. So I only had I had maybe an hour in me a day, and then I couldn't recover. I, 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 when I was younger, when I was in my early 20s, I was smoking and training, and I could recover. It wasn't a problem. I could have cigarettes before class. I could train for half an hour and now get exhausted, sit down for five minutes, recover and go back. Mm-hmm. By the time I was 30, that recovery was taking way longer. So cigarettes were the problem because I would see other guys in their mid-30s, 40s. They'd get exhausted in classes, sit down for 10 minutes, and then boom, they're back. They're back in the mat. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes later, they're back. I was 30 and I was exhausted. I couldn't, I couldn't come back. And I'm like, what's going on, man? It was the cigarettes. And I threw the cigarettes away and my fitness exploded. It went 10 times, you know, I wasn't exhausted at all. I wasn't getting yeah. tired in class anymore. I was finishing two classes in a row. And all that happened, you know, it was largely to do with my want to learn more of jiu-jitsu. At the time, it was the, for the techniques themselves and, and the art itself. But as I've gone through and aged and matured, and the more I learn about the art, it's like I was saying to you guys the other day, Jiu-Jitsu is, is a pursuit to improve your character. 
it's it's not meant to make it. It's, you know, it's going to teach you how to defend yourself for sure, mm-hmm. but you're going to be able to do that in a few years. So why would you keep going? You know, why would you do 20 years? Why would you do 30? Why would you do 80 years? Why the hell? Well, you, you, when you're an old man, like, you, you, you get real. You're 90 years old. You're not stopping any serious attacks, <coughs> yeah. physical attacks. They're gonna, people can hurt you. Mm-hmm. So why would you keep this going? There's got to be more to it. And if you if you don't if you're not able to find that more to it, you're missing the most beautiful part of jiu-jitsu. There you go. And it goes back to like the philosophy, and that's yeah. what you're talking about today. What you've done and what we do through Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, which is different to what I've done previously, is you change the intention when you tell people you might not win. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you're like, hold on, you just won't lose. And that's the biggest difference there because rather than going out to win and chase and look to achieve, now you're just sitting back. Yeah. You know, and you're, you're going in your own pace. You just don't want anyone to mess with you. Well, that's what self-defense is. But that's that's it. But you've this switched is, the whole thing on this is the truth. You know, if you want to... This is, this is jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Jiu-jitsu is totally a mechanism for self-defense. It's... If you use it offensively, you're not using it correctly. Do you know what I mean? It's like I can use a tennis racket to play golf. Mm-hmm. But it's probably, well, it can work, but I'm going to probably, <coughs> probably need to build some humongous shoulders. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm going to need to build a ridiculous size pectoral so that I can hit that golf ball 200 meters with a tennis racket because they're designed to do this. Mm-hmm. It requires some effort. It requires some humongous, extraordinary physical ability to do it wrong so this is what you have when you see guys that are built like pretty much how Arnold Schwarzenegger was built in the the early 70s Mm. they have a similar physique it's just that now that doesn't qualify for Mr. Olympian these guys are humongous man professional grapplers yeah these guys are big boys man (laughs) yeah big thick thick muscled heavy set dudes and they move like cats yeah now, I did weights for a long time. I, I, I did a lot of weights. I've never done any performance-enhancing products. Mm-hmm. And I was never able to achieve these results. And the times that I was able to put on mass, I couldn't have a cardio at the same time. So I don't know how they're doing it. They're magicians now. But when you look at these guys, these guys sort of have to be built this way because when you're using something that's designed to be a shield as a sword, you, you got to use more muscle. You know what I mean? If you're using a shield to kill people, to decapitate people with a shield, it takes a bigger swing than it does with a sword mm-hmm. because it's a shield. So now all of a sudden, we've mm-hmm. made monsters. We, we've reversed the, me- the mentality of the art. So anyway, that's my take on it. And I've been trained for a long time and I was competitive and I loved it when I was younger. I loved crushing people and choking them and ripping their heads off and doing all that violent mm-hmm. shit. But as I, as I matured and woke up, I was like, man, this is not at all what it is. It's getting older too. This is not, it's not even my age. It's, I just woke up and looked at what the art is. You know, I, I've met and spoken to more, co- more coral bells. The light on, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've met and spoken to more coral and red bells now than I can count on my two hands. And, you know, when you're going to talk to masters, people that have been doing something for 45 years, you better take their advice. If you don't take their advice, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. You, you're just dead set stupid if you're not listening to these people. Like if you're, if you, I wish I could turn back time and listen to what some of the advice my parents gave me when I was a teenager, but I was smarter than them, so I didn't listen. You know, 
Some of the advice I was given was good advice, but I didn't listen to it, and I wish I could. And now I'm find myself repeating myself, repeating that advice to my kids. Full circle. And I pretty much know they won't listen to me too, the way I didn't listen. So you know, when I met Pedro Sal, when I met Professor Pedro Sal, <clears throat> I decided right then I'm going to listen to this guy because he was intelligent, he was mm-hmm. onto it, he was everything. I, I everything I saw in that man from the minute I met him, I thought I admired. Everything about him. So when he was giving me advice, I took it. I took it completely, complete trust in it. I did not question it. One hundred percent trust and faith, and I followed the advice. And my whole world opened up. Yeah, everything opened up. I was, I was the big thing. I was sad with jujitsu. I was ready to go. I was ready to give it up. I was over it. And I was a brown belt. I'd been training for so long. I didn't want him. I didn't like it. I was unhappy with it. It was not satisfying to me. It was losing that. that. And then when I took it from this perspective, because this is a never-ending story this way, I said, wow, this is beautiful. This, yeah. can, this can go on forever, and I, and I can keep getting better at this. Whereas the smashing thing... It's like there's, a, there's a fuel tank to that. There's a limit. There's a complete limit to it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people push the limits, you know, Good luck to them. It's just not. It's not for me, and I don't believe it develops your character in the right way. The you thing know? is, like they—that's me anyway. You know, they push the limits. When I was twenty, if you asked me this stuff when I was twenty, I would be giving the opposite answer. Exactly, because you're at a different space. You're at a different time, and people like want different things, and that's fine. Like we can all be different, but at the same time, if you go that route, just know what there is a price to pay. Like that's going to happen. You know, but the other reason, the, same the other time, problem with that is it's limiting the people that are that well, it doesn't have to. Do it doesn't have to. You know, if you're going to be, uh, that's where me and you come in, where we can create an environment where people come in and learn jujitsu and practice jujitsu, yeah. and don't have to go through that route where they have to be the best and they have to go after things and they have yeah. to be number one. You know, they can all do it. It's yeah, but so it's sad because there's the majority of the environments are not like ours, John. That's what's sad. Uh-huh. And that's the case all over the world. It's not just here. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. It's why we're sitting here right now. Mm. Like, if we can put this out and just put out something in a way that people can realize that it doesn't always have to be like that. You don't always have to be going forward, like, so hard um, and looking to achieve and always getting, like, to that um you don't have to attack with jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu essentially You, you is, should be looking to achieve every class, but it's not about achieving victory. That's the thing. At, at someone else's demise in the class. Mm-hmm. It's, that, that's not a good environment. That's a bullying environment. That builds, a, that builds an environment of selfishness, of lack of cooperation. This should not ever be the goal in, in the class. The goal of the higher students should be to drag the lower students up to their level, grab them and help them up. And that's the goal of the instructor, to drag everyone up. Exactly. You know, if I'm sitting there and I, I, I'm using techniques on my students and then I'm not teaching them those techniques, mm-hmm. I mean, what sort of an instructor am I? If I have students training with me and they don't completely understand my strategy when I'm fighting, what sort of teacher am I? I mean, I'm a teacher that's still looking to beat my students. That's what I am. It's like, I don't, I don't care if I beat you in a grapple or not, man. I don't care. I want you to have the right frame of mind. I want you to enter this with the right mindset so that you can stay on the mat for as long as you can. Mm-hmm. If you do that, 
you'll take all the benefits of jiu-jitsu into your life. You'll lose the weight. You'll quit the smokes. You'll be nicer to your wife. You'll mm-hmm. negotiate with the kids. You'll do it all. You'll get better jobs. You'll get promoted. You won't take shit from the office bully. You'll do it all. Everything will change. Everything. Your whole life will change. But what? you got to follow the lessons, man. And it yeah. takes time. This is the thing. People don't, don't expect to walk in and for it to change overnight. This is something that's complex. It takes a long it, it time. It takes time. And exactly. the reason it takes time is because it's big. You're doing something big. Mm-hmm. You're transforming your character. It's huge. You're changing your personality and your character. You're going to change something about yourself that's ingrained. Mm-hmm. Haven't you felt your character change? I felt a change both uh, in terms of like how I talk, but in terms of how I look as well. In terms of how you like, how you carry yourself, yourself to the world, you present yourself to the world, which is going to change like yourself. how you think as well, which is going to change yeah. everything that you're doing, yeah. how you're talking to people. Yeah. It's just you feel yourself to be more compassionate. Yeah, have you changed? Do you reckon you change your character? Just a little prick. Nah, yeah, it has because I've dedicated more time to it, so it's something to focus on. Like just aside from work, so if you're focusing. Just on training jiu-jitsu every day. And like Phil said, you have to eat right if you're going to train jiu-jitsu every day because it's pretty taxing. And like we're rolling every day as well. So like you have to eat right. You have to try to anyway. I try as hard as I can. But like it's made me do that right. It's made me even take work in a different perspective and search for like um, like search ahead and make like further gains in my work without doing as much like physical work and looking at things from different angles and stuff. So it's cool in that aspect too. It makes me think a lot more because I'm concentrating on something. You start to use strategy. You start to use strategy in everyday life. You start to strategize forward. So that work, how are you strategizing? Yeah, it's, yeah. I reckon it's changed a lot of things that I haven't even realized yet as well. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely changed my personality a bit. It would have for sure. I still feel like I'm the same person, but like you, I don't know, you look at things a bit differently. Especially in there every day, and you're helping people, and you're seeing people that you helped help other people coming up and mm-hmm. stuff. It's cool. Here's a question: What would you be doing if you weren't doing jujitsu? Uh, if you weren't in the mats? I don't know. Probably man. I was fat. Where's that gonna go? I was fat banker. If I, I probably would have just stayed there. Probably would have had a heart attack by now. Probably worth been going home. I would have had at least one heart attack by now. (laughs) And I would have for sure been cheating on my wife. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt. I would have been... Could have been fat and shit. I would have been in the office (laughs) all day. Because I was working like 12 hours a day. I was smoking a pack and a bit a day. Like over a pack a day. I was like probably at about 40 smokes a day. And then I'd be on two pack a day now. Fat as hell. Probably with the secretary living in a two-bedroom flat, paying off the mortgage for the life. <laughs> <laughs> Just a miserable, sad life, coming up on your second heart attack. Man, I don't know. I don't think I would have been that bad. But <laughs> I wouldn't have had a – I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly where I would have been. Uh-huh. Probably wouldn't, but I wouldn't have been happy. Right. I wouldn't have been – I wasn't happy then, man. I was young and I wasn't happy. I was, I was living a, a, a miserable life. And I was making pretty good money as a young guy. And I was 26, whatever I was, 25. I was making pretty good wages. And I had some other little things. I had good income, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, 
Yeah, I left and I'm happier now. I'm probably uh, I'm probably making close to what I, I'm making probably more than I was making then. But there was a lot of years when I wasn't mm-hmm. and I was still happier. Still way happier. You know, I developed a better relationship with my kids, mm-hmm. you know, in the first the first five, six years before school than I would have if I had a full time banking job like I did before. Spent a lot of time with the kids, a lot of family. Their hard hours, like nine to five, which extends it's to like not nine eight to five. When, you're, when, you're, when you're working in you know, like a full on banking, I was leaving the house at six thirty a.m. and I was not getting home till seven p.m. And then if you're talking, I went to jujitsu. Then you're not home until nine p.m. ten. So then I'm home at nine ten, and I'm in bed at eleven twelve. Mm. Excuse me, to be up at six. Yeah, and it's like I'm not home. I'm spending no time at home. This is why I'm saying you probably would have probably would have cheated on my wife, man. Because mm. there's women in the office that you're with twelve hours a day, mm. and you're not with your wife at all. You're with her on the weekend. You don't see her. The kids are there. You've never seen the kids all week. So then you, it's a horrible life. It's a horrible cycle. Fuck that. You know. So I'm really glad I got out. I found another way. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, and this was not a journey. It was a hard slog to 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 build a life in jiu-jitsu and martial arts. But now that it's still going, it's like it's almost. Teeter, teetering on the edge, you can still fall apart, <laughs> you know. But it's a good, it's well, well worth it, you know. I well, just to see like what, what you get back from it as well. It's brilliant, you know. And you see like everything that comes in. So the way this whole story that you just like shared now, yeah, is very unique for every single person that's doing jujitsu. Like yeah. everybody has their own story of how they came into it mm. and what they've been putting into it. Not for as like for twenty years for as long as what you have. Yeah. A lot but, of people. You know, well, but yeah, no, yeah. everyone's got their own story. And yeah, then it just course. keeps going every year by year by year. Yeah. yeah. I'm on my like twelfth year. I was like, how did that happen? Yeah, time because time flies, my friend. Twelve year twelve years of training. So Man, tell my me. kids are my son is dead. You don't understand every time I say that number in my head, every time I say it out loud, I cannot believe it because I remember being 10 like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. If I close my eyes, I'm on my 10th birthday. Like that, I'm there. I remember that day clear as clear as a, clear as anything, man. Mm-hmm. And my son's that age now. Man, this is freaking me out. Life is disappearing. It's happening so fast. It just goes on fast. Eh? It's quick and it gets quicker, man. As you age and your life gets busier and you have more going on, years disappear on you. Entire years. Man, I can't believe we were in Brazil in January and we're in June now. And June's nearly gone. It's like, where the hell is the time going? That's yeah, true, actually. This is ridiculous. Okay, and it feels like we were in Brazil yesterday. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? Man. Yeah, as you get busy, it just feels like it just time is flies. Wait till you have children. Wait till you have a wife and you have. You know, a business and then family and children and this and that commitments and you're getting pulled in 20 directions. Yeah. I mean, even months disappear on you. You're like, where Where did July go, man? What the hell? It's crazy. Where did January? Everything. You have no time to do anything before you know it. Your kids are old. You're old. They've left the house. Boom. You're old and... You can be a sad old man. But this is most people's existence. Yeah, it is. They most. get to 60, and because they've built no mechanisms in their life to take joy from anything else, the, 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 the it has to come from somewhere. Yeah. Joy. And yeah, a lot of people become uh, addicted to uh, substances, a lot of people, even older people. You know? Oh, and then there's a lot of older people that are just straight miserable. Yeah. So, Sore backs from sitting in chairs all day. Yeah, and then when you see the people that have developed their character 
through the martial arts, and, not, and, and this is not something that's exclusive to, to, to Grace's Jiu-Jitsu. Moving, you know, it's just moving, <laughs> keeping your body you going. Move. The old people that are going and moving, this way, they they're pretty good. They're way better than the people that aren't. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. But then when you Dramatically. talk about when you talk about jujitsu, jujitsu is gonna it does something to you in terms of the way the strategy, the forward thinking strategy, because to play jujitsu you have to get into your opponent's head, yeah, and start anticipating their movements and their thoughts. And now this is something that the only the, that acts as a part of your brain that is strategic that only comes in this in jiu-jitsu when you're playing things like chess and when you're doing military combat tactics because I need to start anticipating your movements and to a, not to one movement not like a striking where I've got to anticipate one swing so I can dock and put you back not like that I have to anticipate from your toes to your nose and everything in between how it's going to move next everything. I've got to be connected to everything yeah. and then I've got to start thinking four, five, six moves down the line how I'm going to get you because I know I'm going to get you on the next move it's going to be yeah, yeah. it's a progression and it's about how I'm going to guide you down that corridor and it all has to happen in my head I have to see yeah. and visualize almost ten things at once depending on how you're going to move and start knocking them off the list depending on how you're moving. Mm-hmm. And this all has to happen unconsciously. It takes years to develop. Yeah. But what, what starts to happen, whether you like it or not, almost, not whether you like it or not, depending on how you train, the mentality you take to training, it's going to infiltrate your life. Yeah. Before you approach anyone to have a conversation about whatever you want, you're going to have anticipated the conversation from 10 angles, 15. You're going to have worked out the conversation and have worked out how to negotiate and get what you want. He's going to respond like this, we've got that, like that, we've got this, this, da, 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 da. have that conversation in your head 20 times and then go down and have your negotiation and win. And then you're, you're uncomfortable yeah. on the mats having, we're going to have you on top of me, that's discomfort. That's you know, serious when you're negotiating, you're also <laughs> uncomfortable too, but you but know how to deal with it and well, you know how to uh, respond to it. Once you've had a high-level black belt hunting you from a dominant position <laughs> trying to rip your neck off. And then all of a sudden, you've got to work out a deal with some accountant across the table. Yeah. There's not so intimidating. They breathe, frame, structure. The accountant, after a while, you, defense. Like when you've done enough of those black belt attacks yeah, and, you've, and you can survive them and you're pretty calm, as you said, and now that accountant looks staring at you with his stare, you can smile right at him. It's not going to intimidate you, not even the slightest. Mm-hmm. Like you, the, all that stuff just gets easier to handle, it just becomes insignificant. People, you're going to become almost unintimidatable. It's not, no, he's not going to surprise you in any way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that all comes that's a, down that's to a beautiful thing. That's a benefit that comes, and that that confidence can come to you in a lot of ways in life too. Yeah. But yeah. when you build it in a self-defense system that works, and you get to practice it in yeah. an environment at, at full throttle, then you know it works. And here's the thing. So when you when we're inside the mats and when we're studying the science of jiu-jitsu and when we're, mm-hmm. uh, what we did today, mm-hmm. when you're doing a triangle choke and you just see it, it's like, okay, so many different movements happen and just create a triangle. But then you like, you dissect the parts of the triangle yeah. and you make them all better. And that's how you treat your brain like a scientist to the point where you're always needing to change and evolve and adapt physically yeah. and mentally. Yeah. You know, and that's how that's how it comes down to like from looking at the technique. Mm-hmm. That's how all of this uh, 
train ride happens and yeah. then it all moves forward yeah. you know that's the practice of Jiu Jitsu just mm-hmm. go in there and treating it like a lab to the point where everyone's just playing 100% you know and, and that's when all of this stuff can happen is that where you can learn but when you when you change this up but when you're not dissecting the parts and you just want it to happen you just really you trying for that to happen because you really want to tap this person you don't want to get tapped yeah. someone's coming after you super hard you're breathing super heavy yeah, you're now you're doing fighting the accounts but you're actually doing anti-jiu-jitsu yeah. you're not going with the flow you can't do you're that trying yeah. to create the flow you're and trying the thing to force is, the flow in, in life as well that that's the reverse effect in life as well it doesn't work you can you can do it if you want to be a bikey if you want to be a, a gang leader and you want to just bully your way through life, mm-hmm. but you're going to run into the police someday. Someday, they're going to shoot at you. They're going to, mm-hmm. Someone's going to come for you. They're going to put you in a box or in a cage. Something's going to happen because you can't go to work. Life doesn't work that way. Society doesn't work that way. Jiu-Jitsu fits in society like a glove, like perfectly. Society fits Jiu-Jitsu like a glove. What, what jiu-jitsu? All, our jiu-jitsu. Correct? Jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. The other stuff I don't know. What is jiu-jitsu then? Yeah. Jiu-jitsu is the gentle art. It's the art of using necessary force, the, the, the right amount of force, never excessive force. When you watch the, you're like, it's just wrong. I understand but fighting tournaments. I love them. Mm-hmm. I watch them. They're fun. They're fun as hell. I watch worlds. Yeah, they're cool, uh, man. Few Don't get me wrong, I appreciate it and I, I like it. It's fun. It's fun as hell. It's the sport. But if it's the only reason you're training, it's hard. You're, you're, not, you're, <laughs> so hard. you're missing the it's point. Not you're missing the point. Yeah, you're missing this, the point. This art is so big. Don't, man, learn for what it was, sorry, for what it was originally intended. Learn for what it was designed for. Learn the whole thing. And then go play the game. But learn the whole game. Learn it if first. you learn the whole thing first, correctly in the correct order, understand what this thing was. This is a two thousand year old system. Jiu Jitsu has been around for two thousand years. It's been in Brazil for a hundred, and now it's been in America and the rest of the world this for twenty five, thirty years, whatever it is. But it's been it's two thousand years old. So. Let's take 2,000 years worth of lessons and apply them how they were intended. So what was it for? It was a car developed for combat, for protection. Yeah? Protection. So, yeah, and offense and everything. But now what happened when you, take about, when you talk about the unarmed version, what we're doing, this is not exactly what the samurai were doing. I'm going to tell you this is what the samurai were doing. Samurai had swords. Yeah. They were not grappling. They were doing kendo. That's what was happening today. At the the grappling arts. Yeah, they weren't grappling with swords. Ah. The grapplers, what we're doing, this jiu-jitsu, what we do, this was the peasants' art. Yeah. Peasants they were doing this because they, they didn't weapons. have weapons. Yeah. yeah. The, if you were a noble, you had a sword. Yeah. You learned to take heads. And you didn't have to grapple. They did not grapple. Didn't have to. No way you're going to grapple. They just have beautiful suits on this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolling around the ground. Yeah. This was a peasant's self-defense system. Yeah. But when you fast forward the to today's time, it's actually the other way around. Yeah. This is now actually an aristocratic art form because we are unarmed and the people that carry weapons in today's society are the scumbags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Do you understand? That's a big point. Yeah. So yeah. it's actually in, in, cool. the, in the last you know, thousand years, it's, the roles have reversed in that, in that aspect. 
So anyway, that's that's a that's an interesting little. So now we're fighting with hands. Yeah. As distinct from with a weaponry. Well, what do you think about if you were a criminal today and your intentions were bad? You wouldn't be doing drugs in class. You wouldn't be doing. Well, you might, but you wouldn't. Really, you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be employing. You might do some jiu-jitsu, but yeah. you wouldn't be employing. You wouldn't be taking the jiu-jitsu class to use in your crime. Nah. There's access <laughs> to weaponry. There's access to all sorts of things now that you don't get rid of the jiu-jitsu class. Yeah, and then you talk about the normal person walking down the street. That's just a guy going to work and coming home and wants to just feed and provide for his family. He's not carrying a weapon of any sort. In Australia, anyway, no one's mm-hmm. carrying shit. You know, the only people carrying knives and pistols. Sometimes they are, in which case you knives and pistols here, but are generally yeah. carried by scumbags. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, think. That's I, I don't think if you go that's down George. Spot. Yeah, I don't think if you go down George Street and you go to all those towers. You know, there's, there's business Yeah, you see here random attacks too. Oh, yeah. I have absolutely no Fuck it, takes one this side. This, and, this is why, and this is why we do self-defense exactly. Because unless you're prepared to, to well, what are you going to do? If someone pulls a knife, you're going to have a pull your knife out and have a knife fight with him? Mm-hmm. No. Well, come on, you're real. So you're not going to pull a knife, you're not going to carry a knife, and you're going to learn to keep your eyes open and take the target off your back. This is another thing of self-defense. When you understand self-defense, you don't have to fight. You identify things early and you go, why the birth? Mm-hmm. What, the one thing that happens today in the world, you see people walking around, young guys, this guy's age, headphones on. Yeah. As soon as they leave the house, boom, headphones on, walking. Where are you going, bro? You're deaf. <laughs> You're deaf. You just made yourself deaf to the world. Yeah. You just took away this, the only sense, the only sense that we have that can detect a problem from the rear. Mm-hmm. Because your eyeballs cannot help you. From the <laughs> yeah, that's true. true. So you're walking around now listening to music when there could be a guy coming up behind that wants to stab you in the neck and take it back. Take I'm doing so much. What are you doing? This is not intelligent. I do it so much. The second, the moment you leave your house. You the, the beats as well. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't hear I do it, bro. So what you got to understand? Headphones, earplugs. Yeah. It's true, though. All this 100%. stuff. You've got nice clothes on and you walk around with headphones yeah. on. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's so the I think it'd be more of an issue for a woman though. It's more of an issue for a woman because, because like they're, they're, they're a weaker target. Yeah. But what you still attacked, yeah. You, you, when you, you find it's acceptable if you've got hip on Yeah, from the back. You're completely vulnerable. Yeah, hundred percent. And if the guy yeah. likes your shoes, he might yeah. just come up and hit you in the back of the head with a bat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take your shoes. Because no shoes, no headphones, no jacket. Yeah, you'd spear cold. No wallet. Takes your bag. Fuck. Now you see women are more vulnerable. Yeah. And then, and then uh, you see a lot of examples where they're walking around in heels, so they can't even walk, run properly. Yeah. Can't find base on their feet. And headphones on too. They talk, well, I don't understand this. They have headphones on the trails. This is, this is not. Late this, at this night. Is ridiculous behavior. They're not well lit. You know, we all live in a society where we all expect to be safe. Yeah. And for the majority, the great majority, that's true for all your life. You will be safe at all times. You know, thankfully, most of us won't experience serious crime in our life in this in this society here. Mm-hmm. But how can you increase the chance that you won't? Well, the one thing is you can be aware. Yeah. One, one thing I tell my kids, have you heard the expression that it's a jungle out there? 
It's a jungle. Yeah. The world's a jungle. Mm -hmm. Well, the jungle is out there. If it's a jungle out there, the animals that are coming to kill you are not lions and tigers, my friend. They look like you. They're people. The yeah. people are the animals. So if you walk out your front door and there's going to be people there, you better have your wits about you. People are the ones you got to watch in this world. When's the last time you heard about a cougar attack in Sydney? Or a bear attack. We saw an eagle attack yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was on YouTube. Was some uh, we didn't see it in Sydney. <laughs> some serious so you're talking, no, nothing happens to you in Sydney in terms of animal attacks. So yeah. what you got to watch, man? People. You got to watch Magpies. people. You got to be careful with magpies. You got to watch cars when you, watch, when you cross the road. Hey, now, now you're walking along with your Beats by Dre <laughs> and, and, and a car loses control and there's a V8 blaring yeah, straight man. up at you and you're there listening to yeah, and you know the scariest thing today is when you're sitting on the sidewalk and you're looking at cars drive past. There are many drivers who are just on their phones so as they drive. Pay attention. So you got a yeah. massive so you, piece of metal, but, but when you're you, flying at like fucking 70, 80 k's an hour, yeah. and you're not even paying attention. And then you talk about you look sitting there, but and then you look at the people walking on the footpath, yeah, not paying yeah. attention either. No one's watching anyone. No one's, no one's watching. No, no one's, one's paying attention. Much. No one's really paying much attention. No, no one's going, man. This, but this is so, why yeah. you need to have your eyes and your brain on, man. Uh -huh. When you walk out of the house, when you get on the train, when you go to the supermarket, mm. when you are not at home, inside the four walls that you call home, you are not safe. Yeah, that's true. You're not safe. It doesn't mean you're in danger. Okay. That was you are question. not safe. Yeah. Do you understand? You can't yeah. really deny that. It's like walking through the forest like a dumbass. You're not safe in the forest, dude. You know, you're not safe. You might step on a snake. Or in the but water. But the, in the water, you same know, thing. Like, yeah, yeah, there are dangers. There are dangers. Yeah, you could yeah, be aware of them. Yeah. So when I'm walking, I'm not just walking around in this yeah. marshmallow world where mm -hmm. everyone is going to be right yeah, and yeah. doing me right because there's some rules written on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. No one's coming to save you. The police take a report and try to put people in jail after the crimes. Yeah. You're going to have to save yourself. You're going to have to eat it first. No, you're going to have to save yourself. So how's the best way to save yourself? Is it to be aware? Avoid it. Wake up. And how do you avoid it? Is it have your eyes on being aware. aware. Awareness. Brain Awareness. On. I leave the house brain on. Awareness. Yeah. So here's the thing, there's a couple points. Like on the one this hand This is all self defense jujitsu that you see this is mm -hmm. the stuff that when you're twenty, how old are you, man? Twenty six? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. That you still don't pay attention to, walking around a shoe with headphones on. Yeah. I've been doing this for twenty years, I see that and I'm thinking, target. Target. Mm hmm He's a target. Yeah. That's a target. There's a target. There's a victim, potential victim, potential victim, potential yeah. victim. And that's how you exercise. potential victim. Uh -huh. Never, never, never. Mm -hmm. Even when we go to restaurants. Have you noticed where I sit? Mm -hmm. I never sit with my back to the room like a dumbass. No one's sneaking up behind me, man. I want my back at a wall. I want my back against something hard that no one's coming through. Mm -hmm. Now I know where I am. I can see the room in front of me. Yeah. I hate sitting with my back to the room. I hate it. I can't do it, man. And my kids always want to sit with the back of the wall whenever we go to restaurants. Don't sit with that side. In case somebody comes in and then he has to do something. Yeah. But it's true, but because when your daddy's just sitting there, can't see And anything. I don't see it, and it happens behind me, and it's yeah. too late now. That's yeah. legit. Come on, man. Wake up. I'm going to be there. If something happens, I'll see the guy before he walks in. That's yeah. awareness. Oh, but this is this is might be paranoia. Is it me? Yes. Because but, but what it becomes, not paranoia. It's just 
See, it's not paranoia. What's it's the boundary? So the, the question is, the question is, like, at what point does para- does self defense become paranoia? Because paranoia to, to some people, you self self defense, and they're like, hey, it's you have to defend yourself. It's and they're like, they look around, they're like, I'm fine. I haven't been attacked before. What are you That's talking? Fine. about? I think bringing I think bringing it up yeah. is like would be the paranoia aspect, but being aware to it all yeah. subconsciously is yeah. not being bringing paranoid is a being Because that's being, the other part yeah, of yeah, being aware is just, but I'm being not aware paranoid. that is doing like, that. I go out with my kids, it's not like I'm constantly Yeah, you're not actually yeah. looking out for people, you're just doing not on the look. But, but I am always, 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 always yeah. examining humans. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a, when I leave my yeah. house, I look at people. I look them in the face, I look them in the eyes. I make sure I see, check out their movements. You see people that are shifty all the time. Mm-hmm. Now you don't know. Some people dress real well when they're shifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you check people. You don't trust. Yeah. When I walk past people in the street, I always look their hands. I always look where their hands are. Some people walk down the street with knives in their hands. See, it happens. Yeah, it's it's just, just, go on YouTube. Just by saying it makes him sound paranoid. Like, but I'm not. Exactly. The fact he's aware. But what it is, but I'm not scared. No, I don't want to. I'm not walking down the street. No, but that's not what you're saying. I'm walking down the street, looking at, street, looking at people's hands, yeah, looking at their faces. I'm being aware, just as a general. I'm not a dumbass. Yeah, you don't walk around. Yeah, you're not paranoid about it. You know what I'm saying? But he's saying, well, what's the line? I'm saying, I think. There's no line. There's no line. Because, because if you're aware, but if you if you're saying it, like it just sounds like a psycho. No, paranoid no, people. I'm not. Like, no, so it just sounds like you're just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, so no, no, but the I mean, way soul sometimes yeah. is like it's the world is a super dangerous no, place. No, it's not. It, so we have one of our boys up, uh, upstairs. Billy boy, he loves to uh, meditate. Not a one bad burn in his body. Yeah. And if I was to talk to him about someone coming to punch you in the face, then yeah. he's like, "Fuck, man! Like nobody's tried to do that." Don't have so to long. talk to him about someone punching you in the face. You know, like uh, so for him, understanding self defense, and if someone comes in and grabs you from here, he was talking about. It, he was saying, "Well, well it brings, puts me in a bad mood, in a frame of mind, because then I have start, then I start having thinking thoughts. about it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This guy can come in and start grabbing me. But then you have to say that he has to be aware. But that's the difference. This, when this, awareness this, is different. If you explain it like they just the awareness that I'm talking about, this is not something you even need to talk to your students about. Mm-hmm. This will come yeah, about naturally in time. Yeah. That's just that, that's how you frame it. Yeah, and that's different to how I've heard it from other people. No, too. this is going to. That's come why this about. is it is so much better because we need to know it, but yeah. not from the point of being scared. No, yeah, no, why is this a Even when you start, if you get like a yogi, like a full on uh, pacifist that wants to aware. and they want to learn jujitsu, anyway. you don't need to talk about anybody punching him in the face. They're aware anyway to make him appreciate. <laughs> the efficiency of the art. Yeah. So you say to him, I'm going to lean on you and I want you to stop me. Don't let me lean on you. And just tip the body towards him and I promise he's mm. going to put his hands on your chest. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to start to get heavier and heavier on his hands. Say, am I heavy? And if he says, no, walk your feet back until you start to get heavier on his hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're heavy. <laughs> okay. Now put your elbow like this and make him make a nice square frame from his elbow. Mm-hmm. And then lean on him again and say, ask him, am I heavy now? And you won't be heavy because the bone won't feel shit. The bone doesn't get tired. Yeah? This is how you can start to introduce him to the efficiency of jiu-jitsu. And you don't have to be talking about the violence of the world for him to understand that if somebody were to sit on his chest that they would break break his nose. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to break your nose. But let's say, would it hurt you to know how to stop it? 
would the knowledge hurt you to have? And you don't even have to say today how I said touch my face to Danny and you want to put a fist on my nose. Just touch me. Can you touch it? If you can touch it, you can punch it. But yeah. can you touch it? No, you can touch it. So do, do, can you touch it now? No. Yeah. No. So you show him just the intelligence of the art. Exactly. Because even yeah. the intelligence of the art, the, of, of, of grace, the self-defense, when you understand it properly, is so intelligent. Mm-hmm. It's strategic. And this is the strategy that starts to infiltrate your life, where you find ways to constantly improve your position with limiting your opponent's options. It's always going to send you forward, regardless of what option he chooses, it's mm-hmm. going to send you forward. Does that make sense? And the, I know it makes sense to you. We've got to try and make that sense to exactly the, what we're talking about here to the people. Mm-hmm. And this is where Jesus is going to be able to come into your life. Because you might never fight. I, I, since I've been training and I worked security and I've done, I've used Jiu-Jitsu twice in real life. Twice. That was after the security dates. Yeah, in 20 years. Twice. I've used Jiu-Jitsu twice in 20 years. So, yeah. Know, well, he, like, in terms of the techniques, in terms of the actual techniques that we do on the mat, that we drill, Jiu-Jitsu I use every single day. Mm-hmm. I use Jiu-Jitsu to roll over in my bed. To get up out of bed. To get up out of bed. I yeah, use it to roll over sense. in bed. Even, you know, when you have to turn over the cup, spring, maybe. You come here. You thread the needle. And yeah, you come thread the needle. And you spring. You thread yeah, the needle there. Thread the needle. <laughs> <laughs> I cheat the parapets. Like, you know, I got a mug on the floor. Yeah, so you can go to the table. I cheat the parapets. Straight up onto my feet. In the morning. First thing in the morning, just fly out of bed, man. Look what it's crazy. You can't shamrock. It's from morning to night. You've got football. Yeah. I use this every day. You do. Every single day, all the time. You do it without even noticing as well. Like, yeah. Just do it. I anyway. even use it when I when I negotiate for things, man. Yeah. I find ways to make the guy happy. Yeah. Make my wife happy. <laughs> I learn to not clash. Mm-hmm. When my wife's angry, I let her vent. Yeah. It's like when someone's grinding from under side now. When you know how to relieve your weight to attach, they can start to move. Now they can grind into you, happens. but you're not eating it. Mm. You're not. So my wife wants to vent. It's like. I just guided past it, but she, she, she's hitting me for all she knows. Like, yes, I'm absorbing, but I'm absorbing nothing. <laughs> I'm just letting it glide. And then I'll come back an hour later. I'll say, I'm so she sorry. Might hear it. That's okay, she'll hear it. I'll come back an hour later. So I'm so sorry, darling. I'm so sorry. How can I make And she falls for it. And she loves it. I love my wife, man. Uh-huh. But I'm not, I've, I'm Don't not, you, you know, and when everyone vents, everyone gets angry, but I try not to. When I want to yell at my wife, I try not to. I do my best and I've been doing better. Well, Phil, when, when you go totally, when you get two forces and they come in against each other and they smash, what happens? A big explosion. Yeah. And they both, they all, both all break one, into smithereens. All, all one goes straight through the other one uh-huh. and destroys it. <laughs> so and, it's interesting that you say one like That's what happens. When you, like t- when you stop something from happening, no, you have to right. let it go. So if you just completely block something and uh, stop the progression, you can't. Then that's just that's not that's a problem. Everything wants to keep coming forward. You can't block it. You say you can block it. You can block everyone. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. There's going to be something too big to block. Mm-hmm. If you've only learned to block, then we're going to run into a problem. When you learn to go around, yeah, it doesn't matter how big or small it is. Problems you go around. Like go water, around. just like water. Word. Like I was saying today in the thing, my professor says it all the time. If someone shows you a move. Ask them if they can apply this move to a child. And if they can not, it's like, okay, there's something wrong with it. Huh? 
it's true. You can't do these moves to a little kid without breaking their neck. There's nothing wrong with it without breaking their back. You should be able to have complete control over the move. Complete control. You know. That's, that's finesse. That's finesse. That's, but that's it what takes being, time. That's what a, being a, a true martial artist is. Imagine you are, have you seen those karate yeah. guys that can bring their leg at full speed zhap, and just mm-hmm. stop it running your that's nose? Wild. That's well, this is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Imagine I'm a karate guy. And just kicking through walls and benches <laughs> and breaking desks and you're swinging your leg around like an axe and just breaking whatever comes across. Okay, that's <laughs> something too, but is that control? Is that the true, like, is that a under control? control. No, that's not control. Mm-hmm. You've got some power there, okay? It's like a football player can kick hard too, man. You know what yeah. I mean? It doesn't mean they can... Stop it. They can bring it to your face and, and just freak your eyelashes off. They can bring it here and break your head. They can break just your nose and just tap you to the floor. They yeah, can pull it takes time to that sensitivity. Well, to build that skill. And it's the same in jiu-jitsu. sensitivity. To grab someone, little kid, and grab it, just block the head and push it down with everything. <laughs> rip the arm and break it. It's super fun. Okay, it's good. It's, good. it's super fun. But, uh, it's a super yeah, fun yeah. for the person that joins that's 40 kilos. No, okay. It's not. The kid, the, and now who needs jiu-jitsu more? The guy that can come in off the street and do that to half a school before he, he learns anything? No, the little weak kid. Or the little weak kid. Well, the this kid is needs it. Well, the little weak kid needs it. And he cannot survive the environment. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what's, there's something wrong. That, that's jiu-jitsu. bad, yeah. With that expression of jiu-jitsu. It's still jiu-jitsu. Yes. Yeah. It is but there's something it is. wrong with it. But uh, it's never been the case at Air Academy. For, for what these smaller people need from it, it yeah. just doesn't work. And I think what happens is a lot of people go full circle in their mind as they age too. You mm-hmm. know, they understand that they were stupid. That's true. But then there's other people, some people that don't, don't change. Some people don't change. Well, this is the thing. You know, Muhammad Ali said this a long, long time ago. He said, if you ask me a question when I'm 30 and then you ask me the same question when I'm 50 and I give you the same answer of 50 that I gave you at 30, mm-hmm. I wasted 20 years of my life. Well, that's... That's pretty deep, man. Yeah, man. And that's the truth. You're a dumbass. How the hell can you, your opinion not evolve on a subject? Yeah, right. Okay, as, so as more information comes in. So I have another question for you. How can you be fully strong again with your current opinions if you know that they're going to change next but week? they're evolving. They're not changing. So can you stand by your opinion like yeah, 100%, 100% of the time right now? Yes, all I can ever do is stand by what I'm saying. Next week, something will be different. That's interesting. No, but I don't know what's going to be different next week. And it's not that something will be different next week. What's more than likely to be different is me in my environment next week. Mm-hmm. I'm at a different stage of maturity and development in my life, different point in time. I'm sure when I'm a seven-year-old grandfather, I'm going to have a different perspective on life. Yeah. And I'll have a different attitude. Or I'll have a different belief on what a 40-year-old should be thinking about their life when mm-hmm. I'm 70. But I'll have 30 years of uh, experience to reflect on that. I'm, I don't have that experience at the moment. Mm-hmm. What I'm telling you, all I can impart on you is the experience I have now yeah. in 20 years of jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen and, and my opinion, not my opinion, my uh, my belief on how, the, how it's taught and how it's instructed is unfortunately 90% of practitioners are pursuing it the wrong way. They've, 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 and this this comes, you know, back to a lot of ways, impatience in people, wanting to wanting to always know they can win, and the the thing about jujitsu is if you look at it in essence, 
and everything that I, Elio Gracie, Jiu Jitsu, and Hickson, and Hoy, and Hoyla, and like Hoyce, and everyone who might die, and Professor Peter Sauer, and instructor. Jiu Jitsu does not promise you that you can beat people, it promises you you can survive mm-hmm. if you do it right. Just survive. It doesn't promise you you can win. Never said that. Promises you can defend. You can survive. That's what defend is. So this, there's a, there is, you know, the reality is that some people cannot generate enough leverage, enough torque out of their body to break some people's arms. You got a 50 kilo woman and a Mr. Olympia guy. Yeah. She can't break his elbow. Even if she away. gets, a, even if she gets a straight, she can't break his elbow. She can maybe choke his neck. Maybe, mm-hmm. if maybe, but he's probably got a neck like a leg. She mm-hmm. probably won't even be able to wrap her arms around it properly. So maybe she can, this guy is beyond submission for her in every way. She's like a child compared to him. But even a child's bones are not going to get crushed by even 130 kilos man, 150 kilos man. So she can always maintain a distance that she can survive from, theoretically. Does that make sense? (coughs) This is the theory of jiu-jitsu. You know, if, if you had to overpower everyone you came across, okay, sure. That maybe can work for a while. Mm-hmm. For how long, I don't know. don't know exactly. But we can work for a while for sure. So that's the theory. The mm-hmm. theory is she can be able to uh, survive mm-hmm. eventually. The practice, how does she go about doing that? And that's where we come into what we've been looking at today with like studying the science. Mm-hmm. You dissect the parts, you uncover the patterns, and you, you test the jiu-jitsu. So you're there. And you're like a scientist in a lab. It always comes back to that and how, how you're training. Mm-hmm. Because even though it promises you that you won't, <coughs> you won't die, you'll be safe, uh, it's still a lot of work to try to apply and to try to make effective. Mm-hmm. And you can't jump that. Like the, there is a process to go from, okay, this is jiu-jitsu and this is how it can help. There's no There's a process involved in, in learning it and getting to the point where it is going to work because – you said it today. You took off the black belt. You go, this is a belt. Go wear that belt. Mm. That's not going to protect you. Mm. <laughs> it won't at all. At all. It's just you and how you and your understanding of this and your application yeah. and, the, and, and the practice of it. And it all comes back down to like just showing up to class, white belt in your brain, regardless of the belt that you're wearing on your waist. No waist no and always just practicing. And practice just keep, and learning, improve. keep refining on what we're doing. That's it. And if you can do that every day as a human, improve yourself, Mm -hmm. you will seek it in every aspect of your life. If you can build the habit of improving yourself. Via jiu-jitsu, through the mats. Well, there's a lot of ways a lot of people can do it, but I'm talking about through jiu-jitsu because this is the way I do it. This Mm -hmm. is the way I've done it, and this is the way I'm finding success. And it's inspired the hell out of me to share it because – you know, life was boring as hell. I was not happy. And then I found this, and the more into it I got, the more rewarding it was. And now sharing that is a reward in itself again. So it gets better, right? It's man, It gets better. It gets better. <laughs> the better you get it, you should, the better it gets. It's just getting better and better for me. Like, it gets better and better. Wait, John, it gets better again. It becomes harder too. Harder? <laughs> it becomes harder. Or easier. As, no, Sometimes harder. It's harder. Easier. Yeah, in your head. Simpler or more complex? I feel the more knowledge I'm gaining is 
there's still so much more to learn. Like, well, the, because it, this the, is, more you, the more you learn, the less you think you know. Mm-hmm. Someone said that. Einstein, maybe. Yeah, oh, yeah I guess. Yeah. Like, the, the more you see... The, the, the more I'm seeing and, and like, understanding and it's fine. helping, and then I'm, like... And it's like, it's like, like me and you, our, our progression. And then you're like, fuck, you know, it's, it's going good, man. Mm. And you roll with Phil, and it's like, yeah. It's like, I don't know, you feel like a little bit better, but then, like, his level is just like, or like another dog, there's so much, like, the disparity is huge. Mm. It's not. But it feels it. Yeah. So it makes you think, like, and then when you can, and then when you do more jujitsu and you're able to take in more knowledge then you just see how much deeper it is because there's still so much more to like finesse about the technique like even the triangle today there's still so much more to it there is and it's, but that's if you're gonna kill a triangle it doesn't you don't have shit like, there's so much to it there's so like do, do you know what I mean like when you think you got not stuff down pat but you, you don't know enough to know that there's more I don't know, it's weird. Do you know what I mean? But you, you, like, you only know what you know. Yeah. You don't know but what I mean, you know. Yeah, exactly. Is this a weird, I don't know, it's a weird kind of way of like, I'm, I don't know if you see what I'm doing, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I feel like You realise you know less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just a lot you don't know. Yeah, it's a lot I don't know. And not moves. Me too. But just like, see what I mean? But just yeah, not, not moves. And this is what I was saying. Like, I've, seen, I've seen a thousand like arm bar set up. It's not, it's not that. This is what I was saying to you. It's, it's like what you said, like that touch sensitivity and mm. the connection and when to disconnect and when not to disconnect and the shit that you, you don't think about really when you're just hunting submissions. You don't think about like to connect here hard to, to kill the shoulder here with like this part of your arm or to put your chest on the shoulder so it can't move or, you know, with the triangle even today to, like, to get your knee right behind or even the guard, mm-hmm. you know, connecting yourself, crunching up a bit, lifting your legs to, to make them base on you and as soon as they move, that, or just that, it's like, man. Well, these different parts. Yeah, and then you've got like, professors, guard, or, like, each yeah, one yeah, yeah, so then like fills and you just get mauled and it's still, <laughs> but, but, still but it's still nice. It's like nice. But he doesn't use that. But he does it nice. But then you're a professor and you're trying to go into his guard. I've, he's been in my guard. I've been in his guard. And this is crazy shit, like both ways. Mm-hmm. It's like I put him in my guard. You couldn't do anything. <laughs> nah, it's not a truck. It was like. Levels. Man, he was literally like he couldn't move an inch of him. He was just like a rock. Literally. Like yeah, put your legs on a rock. He's like like heavy. He's rock max. He weighs 70 max. So and I tried to move him a little bit. And it just wasn't. He's just, he just kicks and looks. And that's what we're doing here. And, 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 studying. and we're doing, and I'm doing my balls, trying to even make him move. Like, just like, I couldn't even get a squeak out of the mat. He was just... <laughs> it just wouldn't just connect it with no like effort mm-hmm. position he just kicks it and just, just looks at your smiles that's awesome and that's why we're here we're, we're practicing so we can get to that level exactly For everyone and that's what even people even, even in your yeah, face everybody right. everybody still wants to start it as a white belt and they still uh, and the secret is man yeah, but secret is don't stop yeah so yeah jiu jitsu is you know unfortunately you, you cannot finish it yeah it's like the ocean. That's it, guys. It doesn't end, man. Don't stop. Don't stop. You can't stop. Anything stop. else you want to say? Yeah, boy. Boys, while no. we're here? 
Thank you for uh, having me on your podcast. And whenever it is, share it on my uh, Leverage Jiu-Jitsu webpage. Uh, LeverageBJJ.com or go to GracieJiu-JitsuThomastown.com. Oh, snap. Right Just, there. Roger, any parting words? Um, wisdom? Not really. Just keep on the mats. <laughs> Johnny Ma, if you're listening to this, I want a hat, one of those special hats that you got. Get us a do-rag, Yannick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. It's been awesome to have you boys here and Thanks, around man. and the past few days. Thanks, man. And uh, I hope it's a good podcast. Peace out. See you guys. See you, bro. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Higher Jiu-Jitsu podcast. You can visit our website at higherjujitsu.com.au. Want to be awesome? Review us on iTunes or wherever else you get this from. From everyone at Higher Jiu-Jitsu, until next time. <laughs>